Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the '90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the '90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90 scruisecom slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 902-1-O-N-G with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Today, you guys, we have an exciting 9021 on one. <laughs> we have with us uh, the actor who portrayed Jordan Bonner, who was Andrea's love interest, to name um, one of his roles on the show, um, played by Michael Anthony Rollins. I'm looking at this um, headshot of Michael, and he is so handsome. Jeez. Yes, he is. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, hi. You can hear us. I can hear you just fine. I can see you just fine. First of all, let me make a toast. Oh. To, what time? Where are you right now? I'm in my living room. But where? where uh, I'm in LA. Oh, you're in LA? Oh. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say it's five o'clock somewhere, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a prop. It looks like water. Oh. What actor doesn't like a good prop? <laughs> um, but let that not put a damper on the cheers. I just want to make a toast to the original 9021 OG crew. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yes. Cheers. 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 So nice to have a little drink of water with you. Yes. That was water too. We um, were thrilled to have you here because... You started on our show when you were young, just like us, and you've gone to have this great, uh, really fruitful career doing so many great roles on television and films. And it's just nice to see that, you know? Thank you. Thank you. 
when you start this journey, you never know where it's going to lead to. No, you don't. So um, just well, being able to stay in the game and have some longevity is uh, mm-hmm. well, a beautiful thing. So what was the pro- tell it talk us through the process of when you auditioned, you got the part of Jordan Bonner because you had already done like episodes of TV for other shows, right? Yeah, I had some I had done some other shows, but nothing that had the profile of your show. Like I remember that season three, if I'm not mistaken, weren't you all on the cover of cereal boxes? <laughs> like, we had a cereal box? Made, yes. It was crazy. Honey. Honey, honey I shrunk my oats. Uh, what's the one with the B? Brian honey, and I did a honey commercial. Nut Cheerios. That one. Honey Nut Cheerios with the B, and we did a commercial. We were on right. the oh cereal box. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely the highest profile gig that I had booked to that point. And I remember when I got the audition, uh, I got the call back and I went in. And I think Jack Bender was the director of. The first episode, because I was only supposed to do one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. And it ended up being six episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he gave me an adjustment in the callback. I think he said, I think he said just bring it down because the way I was reading Jordan is he was upset with the way his high school had been depicted mm-hmm. as a high school that was in the hood. And uh, I brought it down and said, thank you. And I remember getting a call from my manager a couple hours later. She said, okay, you're, you're on the short list, but you have to be approved by Aaron Spelling himself. And I was like, really? I'm going to be knighted? By Aaron Spelling? What? <laughs> and then she called back, I think it was that night or early the next day and said I had to roll. So were you so excited? Like like that's a good call well, to get no it, matter what show it's on. It was uh it was exciting. My I think my manager was standing at and my my manager at the time was really cool. I think it was the first time I saw her actually get up and like jump around in her office. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so great. And even then, once you got the part, you still thought it was for one episode? Or did they know then they were? No, they didn't. They didn't know. I didn't know know that until after we shot it was in the can. Then my agent called and said, yeah, they're bringing you back. And we never knew how many it was going to be. But it ended up being six. And I don't know if you guys know this, but they were actually talking about bringing me back the following season. So one day I came to set and... You know, Gabrielle and I were dating on the show and she came up to me. She said, hey, Michael. And she was kind of somber. And I was like, hey, Gabby, what's up? She said, I got to tell you something. I said, what? She goes, I'm pregnant. I said, congratulations. And she said, yeah, um, they don't want you to be the father. And I was like, oh, okay. So they're going to write in the show. She's like, yeah. And I said, Mm. okay. Thanks. Nice talking to you, Gab. Thanks for doing <laughs> my career. Bye. Uh, oh my Good luck God. with your baby. Right? So, and I think that was around the, I'm not sure where in the season. I think it was like the fourth or fifth episode. So I knew that any talk of me coming back the following season was oh, pretty much it. Man. That you that's know, a I, that's a bad break right there. You got dealt a, a dud deal because- wait, uh, this Th- they wrote her baby into the show. Like they, they used her pregnancy. That's right. That's right. That's right. And Jesse, I think his name was Jesse. Yes, the character. character. Yeah. So, yes. You know, all my friends were like, dude, that could have been you. I was like, I know. Leave me alone. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I loved the character of Jordan Bonner. Like, yeah, we all. The character of Jesse was cool, but like that would have been really cool. Like, to continue that storyline and you're the father. And to, yeah. to focus on, you know, what you did so beautifully already for the show, what's such an important pivotal role on the show by, you know, sort of representing all the the racial inequities that were happening in in 
the you know the storylines at that time you you played yeah. all of that so beautifully and it would have been so impressive to like expand that and let that yeah that would play out a great story thank you Jen. and no offense to gab but i can't that's kind of shocking that she delivered that information to you <laughs> right yeah like, like outside the makeup trailer probably <laughs> like ps uh, i think we're in the sound stage but you know gabby and i actually stayed in touch over the years and i think <clears throat> because we were dating on the show she felt like i think i remember saying something to the effect of i wanted you to hear it from me oh that makes sense yeah we're playing boyfriend and girlfriend on the show and i know how this can you know affect someone and i just wanted you to hear it from me so i think she was it was like a caretaker thing for her and makes sense makes gotten sense. to know her a little bit over the years i haven't seen her now in a few years but we would bump into each other and hook up. I've been to her home, met her family. Um, that's who she is, mm -hmm. you know? So mm -hmm. it was unfortunate to hear, but I actually, when they called me, when my reps called me to tell me, I was like, yeah, I kind of knew. They're like, why didn't you tell us? I was like, I was kind of hoping it wouldn't manifest, but, you know, so. But these are the kinds of things that uh, we deal with on this crazy roller coaster called the Hollywood career. Yep. We, we've had Gab on our show a couple of times now. And oh, cool. we, we are very close with her. And she told us something that kind of rocked our worlds, which really? was uh, that you guys were love interests and it was going somewhere. And you, we loved it. We were both, yeah. Tori and I were both, because we're watching the show back. So yeah. it, when that episode came out, it, you guys started to like flirt and you're both at the Yale party. We got, right. were getting really excited that that was about to happen. But she said that, it, you, that the producers, when they started to go a different direction, they wouldn't even let you guys kiss. And she felt that it was a racial thing, like that they weren't going to go there. And she told us that when we were doing BH now to an O, she was like, there was a couple of things that happened that wouldn't right. have happened nowadays. Yeah, back the, then it was like, she wasn't allowed to wear a Jewish cross. She wasn't allowed mm -hmm. to kiss a black man. Like it. Yeah. She kept pointing things out that we were like, what? We didn't know this was happening at the time. Right. Right. I remember her talking to me about the cross. Sorry, not a Jewish cross. That made no sense coming <laughs> from the Jewish girl here. A Jewish star. She wasn't allowed to wear a Jewish star. She wasn't allowed to kiss a black man on camera. And it just blew our minds. Yeah. It, it surprised me because, Tori, your dad was known as an innovator. I mean, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he had a reputation for introducing the first interracial couple on tv on correct the mod squad it was the mod squad yep yeah so i was, that was huge he was so proud of that and wanted to always continue that so all i could think of and you know my dad my dad was jewish so he would have loved a jewish star on camera like not just crosses and right. representing you know our our heritage but like i could only think that the network at the time just wasn't into it it had to have been that and i wonder i wish i could go back and ask my dad like what was the fight there which like, again makes no sense because it was fox and they were yeah. also known for breaking exactly. the mold yeah exactly they brought us in living color like mm -hmm. they were the edgy new fourth right. network it just makes no sense to us did would no. so you heard that too yeah yeah um like was it actually in the script and then didn't happen or never even made made it into I, the script the kiss I think I have my script somewhere because I remember asking you guys to sign them. So it's kind of a keepsake for me that I've held on to. I don't remember seeing that in the script. I just remember Gabby when she was talking to me. I saw her take off the cross like she took off the cross and we had a conversation about it. But I don't remember there being a kiss. You know, I just I think the closest we got physically on the show was we actually held hands. I think that's the closest we got on the show. And we, I think in a, in a couple of scenes, we were standing shoulder to shoulder, but nothing remotely overt. Wow. Yeah. If you so, could go back in time, what would you tell the writers and the producers if you had, if you had the opportunity? I would say let's be ahead of the diversity push and do it now. You know, um, yeah. let's be on the forefront. Uh, 
it was what 92 93 93. you know it wasn't so outside the box to have interracial people dating at that time you know tori your dad had already done it like in the 70s yeah so come on uh, guys yeah you know nanotuna was a young show your target demo was young if anybody was going to embrace that storyline it would have been the youth the youth is always leading the revolution so i think it would have been embraced hey everyone so as you can imagine we know a thing or two about makeup we've pretty much tried it all And we are really liking Thrive Cosmetics because they have a full line of makeup perfect for an everyday look refresh. They have clean ingredients that feel great on your skin and their products are foolproof, which makes it easy for any skill level to apply. And it's really cool to know that Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Oh, I love that connection. See that? Plus, how cool is it that their high-performance formulas are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free? Amazing. And they have zero parabens, sulfates, and phthalates. I really believe when it comes to makeup, beautiful eyebrows are so important, don't you think? Their Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. And their easy-to-use waterproof pencil holds like a wax and blends like a powder. Ooh la la. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash 90210. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash 90210 for 10% off your first order. Want to temporarily restore definition in your jawline where it's been lost over time? With Juvederm Volux XC, you can get a non-surgical jawline treatment that adds volume for a smooth contour and to reduce the appearance of jowls in one in-office treatment with little downtime. Juvederm Volux XC Injectable Gel is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. With the weather getting warmer, finally, it is time for a wardrobe refresh. And when I want to update my style without breaking the bank, I turn to Quince. They offer premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. And washable silk tops. Timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They partner directly with top factories, so Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to you. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I use the hoop earrings I ordered from Quince all the time. And basically live in the slippers that I ordered on their website. The prices and quality are so worth it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash 90210 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash 90210 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash 90210. 
Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. I remember at the time, though, that there was a lot of fan backlash with 90210 because people were saying there's no diversity. It's an all-white cast. I remember that Of main characters. Right. And I remember my dad being so deeply hurt by that because that that was always his thing. Like, he was so into diversity and pushing it and pushing the limits when it wasn't even done on TV. So, you know, and they kept saying it was, you know, they never said like, oh, could it be, you know, the network. It was always Aaron Spelling. Right doesn't right. put yeah, black people on his shows. Yeah. And it's like, that's yeah. not true. Yeah. That's yeah. what they do. You know, the season before, season two, I actually auditioned to play Vivica Fox's brother. Mm-hmm. Remember that family mm-hmm. with Richard Roundtree? Yes, right. Oh, that was the first time I read for the casting director whose name escapes me. Do you remember who cast the show? Was it Joanna? Jo- Ray? Uh, At the time? Joanna Ray? No, it wasn't jo- I didn't read for Joanna Ray. I think she did the original casting, but yeah, was, right. the casting director came after her. Anyway, I remember going in and uh, I read, she brought me back for producers and then I didn't get it. But the, what I heard happened was that Richard Roundtree wanted more money. If they, like, they were supposed to recur. They only ended up doing They were. Right? They inevitably wanted them, yeah, as to fold them into the main cast. Right, right. But from what I understand, Richard Roundtree wasn't getting the love he thought he deserved and the respect he thought he deserved. And Mm -hmm. that's what torpedoed that storyline. I could be wrong. I think I agree with him. (laughs) Personally. (laughs) Same. But that's what I understand. And uh, so when I came back to read for season for the character in season three. I remember it was a guest star. So there were like four scenes. There were like 12 pages. And I, it was on a Monday, and I spent the weekend working on it. And when I got there, the casting director said, so we're just going to do one scene. And I was like, <sighs> I hate when they do that. Too. Right? And it still happens. But yeah. I said to myself, I was having this internal battle, and I was like, Am I going to stand up for myself right now or am I just going to do the scene? And I said, you know, uh, and she picked the scene. It would have been one thing if she said pick a scene and you could pick the scene that you thought best showcased your character. She picked the scene and I said, her name is Diane. Her first name is Diane. It just came to me. I can't remember her last name, but she said, I said, Diane, I said, I think the character is better showcased in this scene. And she said, really? I said, yeah, I think that's where the meat is. And she said, well, why don't you do the scene I asked you to do? And then if you do well, you can have the entree. And I was like, girl, damn. (laughs) Just called my bluff. So I was about to applaud you, but I didn't see that coming either. (laughs) So I did the scene she picked. Mm -hmm. And she said, okay, Michael, you get your entree today. Uh-huh. So then I did the scene I wanted to do, which is the scene where me and Brandon meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was clearly the best scene out of the four. And I did it. And she goes, I want you to come back and meet producers. And I came back and I got the role. But yeah, um, it's interesting just how I guess I was destined to be on the show because I had a vision for this. Mm-hmm. this well, I'm glad you you spoke up. 
That's good to know. It's one of those moments in your career where as an actor, if you take a stand, if you're not afraid to take a stand, it can not only make a change, but it empowers you. And you know, when you're starting off in this business and you've done a few things, but you haven't done a lot, you're trying to take your career to the next step, to the next level. It's moments like those that can end up defining your career, you know? And after that audition, I would walk in the room with much more confidence and feel like I belong instead of doing my best work in the rearview mirror in my car on the way home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so true. Yeah. Wow. That's a good uh, lesson for actors out there everywhere to really find your voice when you need it. Your room for so short a period of time. (laughs) So, you know, take the, like, that was the first time I took the room, as they say, because you Mm -hmm. always hear in class, take the room. It's your time. Take the room. And I really hadn't felt like I'd taken the room until that moment. That's when I took the room for the first time. I hope I ever have another audition because I'm going to take the room. (laughs) I'm going to take it. I've never taken a room in an audition. I'm the worst auditioner. I don't know about you guys, but she always says that, but clearly not. I hate it so much. So next time I'm thinking of you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Was this one of those auditions? Have you ever had, I mean, we've had them like the auditions where you're like, oh, I'm, this is my part. I'm getting it. And you do get it. And you're like, see, I was right. I knew it. And the ones where they were like, amazing. Do you want me to change anything? No, it was perfect. You're like, oh, I'm not getting this. <laughs> like, did you feel that way? Well, when I, when I left the callback, I felt like I had done a good job, but I'd been doing it long enough to know that that really didn't mean anything. Because a lot of times when I feel like I hit it out of the park, crickets. <laughs> and yeah. When I think it stunk up the room, yeah, they want to book you. What? <laughs> exactly. If there's no rhyme or reason. It's what they have in their minds, what they want. And sometimes they, that come, that happens where an actor comes in and changes their minds. It's You're right. Like you did that, and that's awesome. Right. Oh, thank you. Yay. Thank you. That's so good. So um, what is go- you? what is going on for you now? Like, tell us where you are and what you're doing. Well, I'll tell you what's taking up the majority of my time right now. If you can see my t-shirt, it says <laughs> dad ever. So I have a 14 year old who has followed in my footsteps. He actually last week just wrapped a movie called heart of a lion, which is a Sony picture about the ex boxing champion, George Foreman. Oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. He took George Foreman as a kid. Wow, Um, that's amazing. uh, It's being directed or was directed by George Tillman, uh, who's known for Soul Food, The Hate You Give, Notorious B.I.G. And um, his mom is being played by Sonia Sohn from The Wire and The Shy. Talk about intense. Um, So I was like, Kyle, you better bring your A game because your mama don't play. (laughs) Oh, wow. Were you nervous? Like, cause you had to be with him on set, right? Or did he have somebody else? I'm more nervous for him than he is for himself. Oh yeah. You know, um, when it's a big audition, I'm like, I'm the one that needs to calm down and breathe. He's fine. (laughs) So you are, what do they call it? What you're, um, stage dad now. I guess I am. Yeah. I I mean, you know, he's, uh, he start, we, we lived in Chicago for five years from 2014 to 2019, and uh, that's where he really got started. He had an agent here in L.A. before we left, and he was auditioning a little bit. But when we got to Chicago, he really took off. He started doing theater. He did uh, Last Stop on Market Street, which is a world premiere at the Chicago Children's Theater. And he started on stage, interestingly enough, at the Goodman in Chicago doing uh, the 40th anniversary of the Christmas Carol. And it was really surreal because he played one of the roles he played was Turkey Boy, which is a little English kid that comes on at the end and has a scene with Scrooge. So you have to do a British accent. And I was born in London, England. So at that age, I had that accent. So seeing your child on stage doing a British accent Hmm. at the same age that you were when you had that accent, it was like. It was one of those moments I was just like, I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Oh, that's you're so proud. I love it. 
I am. I uh, and I'd be proud of him regardless. I mean, he just he just got an award. It's, I think it's called the President's Award for Outstanding Achievement that I didn't even know existed, along with being a distinguished honor student uh, for grade eight. Um, he's got a four GPA. I never had a four GPA. <laughs> I feel shamed right now. I know. Play video games. (laughs) Aim bigger. (laughs) (laughs) You're hilarious. Yeah, he's a good kid. I got lucky. He's a good kid. His name is Kai K E I, and he just goes by his first name. That's it, Kai. Really? That's all he needs to go by. I love it. Wow. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I'm still in the game. You know, I'm still uh, like most of the rank and file members of the Screen Actors Guild playing the audition game. I had one today, actually, for 911. And my son, interestingly enough, had an audition for 911-2. It's due tomorrow. And it's for the same episode, but we don't we don't have any scenes together. Oh, that'd be really fun if you both got it. Like one of these days. Can we just work together? please? Are you auditioning from your home? Like we all are. Mm-hmm. Will we ever, Jenny, will we ever get to go in the room and actually take the take room? Take the again? room. I think it's going to be a lot easier for me to take the, my living room <laughs> than their office room. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy with the way it is. Yeah. I was so happy about self-tapes because I was like, oh, good. I don't have to worry about the nerves or screwing up. Like, I'll actually just do good work. But I miss the room a little bit. I miss the power, you know, like seeing people respond and laugh the or energy, not laugh yeah. or like, mm-hmm. you know, something. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same as you, Tori. I'm like, I like, you like the control. Like I've been doing yeah. some writing and directing too of short films and some of them have been in festivals, won, won, won an award. And you, so if you have aspirations beyond acting, you love the control of your audition, but mm-hmm. I told myself, I said, you know, I don't know. I think self-taping is here to stay. I mean, we were doing it before COVID, yeah. but I think it's here to stay in a bigger way. But I think if you're like shortlisted for a series or leading a film, you're going to have to go in the room, you know? Let's hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said, don't get too comfortable because I think at some point down the road, it's going to be a mix of the two. Where you're going in the room sometimes, yeah. sometimes self-tape. Like a hybrid. In, yeah, I like a hybrid, exactly. And going in the room is it's uh especially when you haven't done it in a while, you know, it can be I I'm anticipating like having dry mouth, you know how you get cotton mouth oh, sometimes yeah. when you're really nervous when you can't talk. But um the energy I think is what we all miss the most. You know, it's like doing theater, that energy you get. Like when we moved to Chicago, I hadn't done theater in six years. And the first show, I was so nervous in the wings. Like when I was younger doing theater, they would hold me back in the wings and go, you're not on yet. Calm down, slow your roll. And now doing theater all these years later, they're like, get out. That's your cue. Go. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to going back in the room sometimes, but I think I like the the kind of hybrid situation that we're in now. You know, sometimes you're at home, sometimes you're in the room. So I guess we have to wait and see. I hope you get it. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the 90s cruise. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interaction, and all-out 90s events and activities. Over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit. Color Me Bad, Lisa Loeb, Fastball, CNC Music Factory, Jesus Jones, Digital Underground, Sophie B. Hawkins, and more. Hosted by MTV VJs Downtown Julie Brown and Matt Penfield, plus Lisa Loeb. Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas will be completely transformed to take you back in time for nonstop 90s action. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico, January 31st through February 5th, 
2025. Head to the 90 iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step, because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Jordan was on the show for six episodes, which for recurring, like that was a big deal, like six episodes. And do you feel like what was like, do you still get recognized as Jordan Bonner? And back then, what was it like when people like when he became so big on the show? What was it like the fan reaction when you would go out? I got recognized for, so we did that in 92, 93. So probably through like, 2000 and early 2000s, I would say, I mean, early 2010s, like for a long time. And people, you know, 90210 fans were rabid. So they would be like, Jordan Bonner. <laughs> You're like, hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> and it was, and they would tell you about the episode or one of the six episodes and give you the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like they were serious. And it was like that for at least 20 years after doing the show. It's just in the last few years. And, you know, I am proudly bald now. So I'm not rocking the flat top anymore. So it's kind (laughs) of, and I have facial hair that's gray. So if I shave it though, I tend to get, people will still pick me up. I would notice you. You look the same to me. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, at the time when it aired, yeah, I got recognized a lot more than I had ever been in my career. And I remember my my dad coming to town and we were at remember Mrs. Gooch's before it was bought up by Whole Foods? Oh my God. Yes. <gasps> oh my God, <gasps> Mrs. Gooch's. That was like the health food store. And I remember I'd never been to that place. You made me go there. there to get uh Bragg's amino. <laughs> liquid aminos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had all the good stuff. And we were very upset that they were being bought up by Whole Foods. I remember signing a petition to stop it from happening. It didn't work. Uh, it didn't work. We didn't get it done. Corporate America, what are you going to do? But um, I was at Mrs. Gooch's one time with my dad, and a few people were pointing and whispering, and I, I knew it was happening, but because they didn't approach me or anything, I just kept it moving. And my dad said, don't you see those people pointing at you and talking to you? And I said, or pointing at you? And I said, yeah, dad, I do. And he goes, so shouldn't you go over and talk to him? I said, um, well, if I did that, we wouldn't get anything done. Love the fans. But if they come up and they acknowledge you, that's when you have an exchange. But I'm not going out of my You're way. You're going to go, hey, hey you guys recognize me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a little weird. But it must have been for you guys, like it was huge. So how did you guys deal with it? I mean, it's always different. Like every, it seems yeah. like every encounter has a different energy about it, like a different way to handle it, right? Like there's those fans that you have to give them your undivided attention and time because they are so passionate and so devoted. And True. we we love those fans and our show has a lot of them. Thank goodness. Still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's podcast. why we're doing the podcast. Right, but right. I think for us, it just became such a constant way of life. Like, I know for me, like people would see, like your dad seeing that people were seeing you. I wouldn't have seen it. Oh. Just, I was just like, in order to, to have a normal life, mm -hmm. right. like I would just navigate, and I didn't even see it. It was like you know, white noise. Yeah. yeah, and then people would be like, "Oh my god, those people are freaking out." I'd be like, "What people?" Like I didn't even notice it. And then mm -hmm. when I did, like, of course I would like be with them and, and say like, hi and, and give them hugs. But in order to do your daily routine, you kind of just had to like go through life and not be like, oh my God, oh my God, everyone's looking yeah. at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, somebody told me early on, uh, I can't remember who they were talking about specifically, but they said this person is one of the biggest stars in the world. And they just, they do their own grocery shopping they don't have any bodyguards or anything. And he said, I think the people that, unless it's a very unique situation, the people that don't have bodyguards and just go about their lives on a, in, a, in a regular way are fine. It's like the bigger you make of it, the bigger mm -hmm. it becomes. Like you can attract all that madness if you don't navigate that space carefully. Very true. Very true. I didn't know that was even an option back then. To have somebody like else body, do your grocery shopping? Or to have a bodyguard. Like we had bodyguards on set, but in our real life, like we didn't just have a bodyguard as we went and did our errands during the day. And we didn't have Instacart or like things <laughs> like that. So yeah, right. you just had to, right? Like you right. did your own grocery sh shopping. Like what right. was the alternative? You had to put your armor on and go out into the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had, there were times there were like, times when it was harder than than other times and you had to kind of adapt and yeah. be flexible and give yourself a little little break because yeah. it, it was challenging for sure at times and yeah. it still can be like even you know just going yeah. out you sometimes you gotta like psych yourself up I mean I do I have to psych myself up to go I'm going out in the world and because I live my life like I'm just a normal person. I'm a mom. I mm -hmm. have dogs. I run my house. Like I have to do all the things. Like we're yeah. normal people. But when you go out and then you get recognized, you're like, wait, what? I'm not normal. Like it's confusing messaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when it, when you have kids, I think it's even trickier. It is, especially when they're little because they don't understand. Like right. when mine were smaller, 
they'd be like, wait, we're just, we're here to have fun. We want to go, you know, do this and be at Chuck E. Cheese. And like people were wanting to talk to me and they're like, come on. And I was yeah. like, those are the fans. Like you can't yeah. be rude. Yeah. They don't get it. They're kids. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting escorted to set one day. There was a knock on my door. Um, it might've been episode, the second or third episode I did. There was a knock on my door and I opened the door to the trailer and there were two bodyguards standing there. And they're like, I was like, hey. And they're like, we're here to escort you to set. And I was like, I think you have the wrong trailer. Jason's trailer's right there. <laughs> and they're like, well, your scene is with Jason and he's going to need an escort to set. And I was like, okay. And I really didn't clue in yet until I came out of my trailer. And then we stopped in his trailer. And then the four of us walked to set. And we were shooting at the high school. And there were girls on the fence. It was like being inside of Beatles footage. They were screaming and crying. And I was like, oh, my God, to see it up close. And I remember turning to Jason and I said, so this is your life. And I will never forget this. His shoulders went up like this. He just he just kind of sighed. And he went, yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot of weight. You could feel the weight on him the weight of celebrity. And in that moment, I said to myself, you know, I don't need to be crazy famous. I just want to work. <laughs> I'd rather not deal with all of that and just kind of be one of those actors that people see and recognize, but they don't know who you are. They don't know what you see you in. They're just like, hey, there's that actor. What's his name? What's he been in? But they don't know. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of roll anonymously. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I will never forget that moment. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, it's still happening today. Like, you know, a fame is, oh, it's a beast. And it's, there's no, there's no, like, nobody tells you how to deal with it. Nobody told yeah. us how to deal with it. And I think like now because of the internet and because we have so much exposure to everything, we know like people that are coming up now know what it's going to be like. But back then, True. nobody warned us, nobody warned Jason and Luke what was going to happen to their lives on that level. And we just, I, I'm so grateful and proud of everybody for making it out alive, you know, just like getting through it. And, and, and I think everybody dealt with it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tricky. And you, you know, going in that it's, that it could happen, but like you said, there's no playbook. <laughs> you know? So we should make one. We should write a book. You should. <laughs> how, to, you should how to deal with fame. <laughs> celebrity now is even crazier with social media. It's nuts now. It's next level. Yeah. I mean, I've had the conversation with my son and just told him, like he did a movie. His first movie was Timmy Failure Mistakes Were Made. And um, it came out on Disney Plus as one of their initial original movies. And so he dealt with it at school because everybody was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, mm -hmm. there's a kid from Timmy Failure. And uh, he said, Daddy, you were right. He said there were kids that came up to me and talked to me and wanted to be my friend who never talked to me before, you know, ignored me, even kids in my own class. And I said, yeah, it's one of the downsides that you have to deal with. So, you know, keep your friends closer, your enemies closer, you know. <laughs> Um, you'll know who's genuine and who's not, but I think it's a trickier thing so hard. for kids to navigate than for adults. Sure. To navigate. It's yeah. still hard. I still don't sometimes make the right choice and don't realize because you want people to like you for you and you forget like, oh, I just went into it naive and thought, of course they like me for me. And then you're like, oh, there's that. I forgot that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. So good but, chatting with you, Michael. I know. It's so great to it's see true. your face. I feel like we could do this for a couple <laughs> more hours easily. <laughs> Shoot the shit. I love it. <laughs> it's our favorite thing to do. Right. We're very appreciative that you came on today with us and, and the fans will be so happy to get to see you and, and hear what we're talking about with you. Well, I'm honored that you guys reached out. I'm glad you did. It's good to see you again. Hopefully in some, uh, when the world returns to its axis, maybe we can see each other in person or something. I know, it's true. 
Maybe we're going to manifest that you and your son get to be in a project together. Uh That would be fabulous. Yes, yes, yes. All body parts crossed. I'm definitely going to channel. I'm going to take, I'm going to take the room in my next opportunity because of you. Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. So good to see you, Jenny. Great to see you. you. Good good to see you. Thank you. Bye, Michael. Back at you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Enter to win a free cruise for two on board the 90s cruise. Relive the magic of the iconic pop culture, music, and fashion of the 90s on the first ever sailing. Five days of concerts with some of the decade's most iconic stars, nightly theme parties, celebrity interactions, and all-out 90s activities. There'll be over 25 concerts and live performances starring Blues Traveler, Collective Soul, Gin Blossoms, Everclear, Lit, and more. The 90s cruise will sail from Tampa and head to Cozumel and Costa Maya, Mexico on Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas, January 31st through February 5th, 2025. Head to the 90scruise.com slash iHeart to enter to win a free cruise for two. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.